All right. I am really, really excited uh, because we are jumping into a new series called The Upside Down Kingdom. And the reason why we're calling it that is because we understand that Jesus announces the kingdom of heaven as a hand all throughout the Gospels. But what does that mean? What does it look like? Well, Jesus came to be a king, but he came to be a different kind of king, a different kind of ruler than the one our world is used to. Everything that he does when compared to the way of our world is upside down. So when Jesus brings about his kingdom, we understand that he does so in ways that don't always feel natural to us, that don't always, am I off? Not working? I should use this one. I should not use this one. I should use the one that I'm wearing. Should we keep talking? I think they're enjoying our conversation. This is good. All right. <laughs> Can you guys hear me? Excellent. I'm glad that that's, I'm glad we took care of that. All right. Um, what was I saying? The kingdom. Yes. Very, very important. And so we, we, uh, we thought if we're going to teach about the kingdom, where should we go? The Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapters 5 through 7, this teaching holds all of, not all, but many, many, many of Jesus' most seminal teachings throughout the New Testament. When Jesus gathered together the people that, that were going to be a part of this kingdom, you could kind of call this his inaugural address. They were kind of asking this question, who, who is this Messiah guy? He's claiming to be the Messiah. Who, who is this Jesus? How is he performing all of these miracles? What, what is he all about? And what is this kingdom that he's talking about? And this is when he gave this teaching. This was going to characterize what the kingdom of heaven looked like and who he wanted to participate in it. And so I'm really, really excited to be taking the next, I think, eight weeks to dive into this passage and to learn more about what the kingdom of heaven looks like. But today, we're going to do something a little unorthodox, a little different. I'm not going to give a traditional sermon. I was expecting more booze, but that's fine. Um, I'm not, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not going to give a traditional sermon. Um, I'm actually just going to recite the Sermon on the Mount. Now, I'm doing it from memory, not because I wanted to flex on you and show off. Um, I did this because there's something about reciting a passage of Scripture from memory that helps to remove a layer, that helps to remove a barrier. I've had professors and pastors do this in my life, and my hope that as we're up here and as I'm doing this is that we together enter into this moment in biblical history, that we get to envision ourselves with Jesus on the, on the Mount of Olives, hearing about his teachings learning about who he is, figuring out what this kingdom of heaven is going to look like. So my hope is that as I recite the passage, that you're not impressed with my memory, but that I begin to disappear, and that you in your heart and mind begin to envision Jesus, begin to hear his voice, begin to see his face. So that's what we're going to do today. And after uh, I'm done reciting the Sermon on the Mount, we're going to just simply sit in silence. We're going to allow the words of Jesus to speak for themselves. And we're going to enter into a time of prayer and a time of reflection. And then we're going to close out our service with a song. That sound good? During the time as well, I'll throw an image on the screen that is, uh, it's a modern day point of view of the Mount of Olives. So it looked a little bit different than it did back then. But just imagine yourselves in the scene. Imagine the smells, the sounds, how the breeze might have felt on your cheek, what the sun might have felt like that day what Jesus' voice might have sounded like as he tried to echo down the mountainside. Allow your imagination to take you here as we are discipled by Jesus. Let's pray. Jesus, we come before you and we want to hear from you. We ask that your teachings would transform us from the inside out. We pray that when we are challenged, that we would have humility 
that where we are invited, we would have courage. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would flood this room, fill the hearts and minds of everyone here. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and he sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and say all kinds of evil falsely against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But anyone who practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For truly, I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will surely not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you, anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Racha, will be answerable to the courts. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you're offering your gift to the altar, and there remember that a brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who's taking you to court. Do it while you are still together on your way. If you don't, 
Your adversary may hand you over to the judge. The judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you, anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. If your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. It has been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you, anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality makes her the victim of adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them your other cheek also. If anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks of you. And do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. For he causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good. He sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love people who love you, what reward will you get? <laughs> are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Don't even pagans do that. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others, as the hypocrites do. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be done in secret. And your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. 
Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. For your heavenly Father knows what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head, wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father, who is unseen. And your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. And if then the light within you is darkness... How great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, about what you will eat or drink, or about your bodies, what you will wear. For is life not more than food? And the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the grass of the field grows? They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, 
and all of these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way that you judge others, you will be judged. And with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. How can you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you look at your brother and say, let me take that speck out of your eye (laughs) while all the while you have a plank in your own eye, you hypocrite? (laughs) First, take the plank out of your own eye and you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give to dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For the one who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks the door will be opened. Which of you, if his son asked for bread, would give him a stone? Or if he asked for fish, would give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? Therefore, Do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow is the road which leads to life and only a few find it. Watch out for false prophets. They will come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? In the same way, a good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit. A bad tree cannot bear good fruit. A tree that bears bad fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name cast out demons? And in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine 
and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But anyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. This is the word of the Lord.